On the 11th of August 2012, a key moment in Lordi's evolution and history occurred. Lordi were performing at the Finnish metal festival Simiru, a performance which would see the departure of interim drummer Jimmy the Hammer. This gig would also be the well-promoted and planned final show for Lordi's keyboardist of seven years, Lady Awa. Awa's journey away from Lordi would leave two vacant positions in the group and the arrival of a pale pastor and a demonized Scarby would bring a new edge to the Finnish monsters. You're listening to Season 2 of Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, a true metal podcast production. I'm your host, Matthew Kessie, and this is Episode 3, To Beast or Not To Beast. decided just one day that now it's okay I'm done it, it took a long time but I I tried and I tried to find the uh, you know it's a little bit like when you are in love with someone and then when the relationship suddenly it it, it ends or it you know that you or maybe it hasn't ended yet but you can't really find any kind of flame or spark yeah and that's what happened to me and then I tried and I tried to get some sparks <laughs> just uh, it, it couldn't happen anymore I, I couldn't and then we had financial issues because we had been touring a lot in USA and that was very expensive for the band mm. and all that stress and everything so then in the end, I, I told the band that it's better that I quit now because it's not good if a member, there is a member who is not motivated anymore. Awa, following her performance at Simarok, left for Italy with her now ex-partner, a country where she had been living for quite some time while still in Lordi. She then took a few years out of the music business before joining Finnish group Dingo and also playing with other former Lordi members, Kita and Kalma, on Samsa Astala's solo project. Lordi, on the other hand, were left with a predicament. A new album to record and two vacant positions to fill. The first new acquisition to the group would be Mana on drums. Well, I was born in uh, Tampere, that's the center in Finland, not center, but south center, who cares? <laughs> it's, the, it's the best city in Finland, in my opinion, <laughs> and by others too, Mr. Amen got just moved here, so... 
So I was born here. I started uh, playing violin when I was five years old. And I had this uh, Hungarian, really strict teacher lady, like really old school Soviet Union type of teacher. And she used to slap me if I couldn't play my homework. <laughs> that was really, really tough, tough school for music. I did that for seven years. Then I, I just had to get away because it was... A, I was really shy, shy little boy, and it was every week stress. I didn't want to go there, but I learned how to play violin, and that was in the end it was really good, like learning process <laughs> for a musician. Growing to be a musician, I changed to trombone when I was twelve, and by that time I had already picked up playing drums and guitar and bass and whatever like rock band instruments because at the same time i was really really huge iron maiden and kiss fan obviously of course but at the meantime i was already playing classical music as well and i really thought that i was going to be a classical music musician in the end, and my mom really hoped that I would be because she used to say that there's no money in the rock and roll business. You you need to be in the Tampere Philharmonics yeah. <laughs> playing trombone. That's the way you get a monthly monthly salary and whatever. Yeah. But you know, the usual happened. Rock and roll is much more tempting. Yeah. for a teenager can you remember yeah. the first time you heard a heavy metal track or a hard rock track well it was uh, I remember being at my uncle's room at my grandmother's house I was like four maybe years old I was sitting on the floor and I picked up a Kiss Destroyer album from the shelf and I was watching these like comic book heroes on the cover of the album and listening to uh, Detroit Rock City, which is the first track on that album. And it was like mind blowing. What the fuck? <laughs> these like these dudes, they are actual guys who play this weird but interesting music. What? Manna, with his professional musical training and skills, went on to perform in bands playing bass and drums at cover gigs, mixing albums for other groups and teaching as well. All of which are down to the fact that, in Manna's words, if you want to be a musician in Finland, you need to do everything. Manna's journey then changed, thanks to Kida's older drum tech, Sami Auranen. Old drum tech, Sami Auranen, who who was uh, he met Tommy, I mean Mr. Hardy, oops, in a bar. I guess they were playing with the drummer at the moment, but they were they were like uh, looking for another guy still. Right. So Sami Auranen told Mr. Hardy 
there's this one guy that I used to go to school together. We were in a music technology school, and actually, Mr. Kita was the same class as well. Okay, nice. as me. So, from Texami told told me that there's this one guy who could fit the band, and then Mr. Lordy called me and and we said a. Uh, a date it was like uh, a tryout almost like a trial tryout yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good word yeah then i played i played hard rock hallelujah the release a loser and uh, which a lot of monster man of course and okay. there was something else maybe rock police right and, and it went pretty well i'm in the band <laughs> And I guess there were obviously with you having loved Kiss and been a huge fan of them, that was obviously a good way to spark up a connection then with Mr. Doherty then at yeah, the start. Exactly. That okay. was the we uh first we had a talk with Mr. Lordy, it was like one or two hours and at least one hour and forty five minutes it was all about Kiss and okay. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of hit it on Beginning right. with the Kiss connection, obviously. Okay, and had you heard um, of Lordy before I joined? Uh, of course. Yeah. Everybody knows the band in Finland. Yeah. Everybody from like ten years to eighty-five years. Everybody knows. Yeah. Okay. I remember when the first single that was "Would You Love a Master Man" came out. It was two thousand and two. Mm. Summertime, I was driving my car and was listening to the radio when the song came out from the radio. And I was like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> it was like, even in the radio where you can't see band, but the music itself, it like stood out yeah. from the other, other stuff that was playing. Okay. So when I saw the music video, it was like, oh, oh fuck, they have these fucking costumes, and what the hell that was. And a week from that, I started the music technology school. Nice. And there, there was this, this dude who introduced himself, like, hello, I'm Mr. That and That, and I play in Lordy. So right. he was he was like in the first sentence he told everybody what band is he playing. <laughs> and I thought that this was like huge secret that they can't tell what band they are. Yeah. It's like nobody should know who are the real guys in the band, but okay. yeah, that was nice coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, when it came to the costumes um, obviously, you your character of Mana is the pale pastor. He's known as Bug Jaws. You've got this almost um, Hellraiser look to him. And right. when it came to designing your costume, did you have much say in how your character would look and what yeah. the design of the costume would be? Yeah, of course, because the the character reflects on your real personality in the end. Okay, right. So we had a real deep talks with Mr. Lordy about the character, like what what kind of guy that should be. Okay. Uh, of course, um, 
it's like what are my most influential people and idols I have, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan of course mm. as well so I kind of liked the way he is and then their Star Wars influence and whatever okay right and I'm really like layback guy so it couldn't be like raging werewolf type of character so yeah with mana the pale pastor now in the band there was one vacancy left to fill but this one wouldn't be as easy to find For, for replacements for Awa, yeah. um, there was, uh, um, we originally had this girl who was in a Finnish, like very famous Finnish band in Finland, a keyboard player, but the band broke up, they split up for, you know, years, years before, mm. you know, and uh, so Tracy was a friend of hers and and uh, so he got us together and so me and Amy we went to talk with her and I think she was scared of us she <laughs> she, she was a pop girl so she was a bit scared but but working on a completely different field of field of work not not working in music anymore okay. so so but, but she said yeah but let me think about it but then again the thing was that I, I, I the, the the official reason that she gave us then that that she's not gonna do it was because you know she had a very good, well-paid job at an arena in Finland. You know, uh, like like a like a boss of of something there. Okay. You know, so so she couldn't really leave that job. You know, for yeah. for band life again. Uh, but I think that. It could be that that me and Eamon, we really didn't do that much of a good impression on him. I could be, I, I mean, I mean, we're nice guys, but and you know everything. But I guess for her, I kind of felt that she was a bit of uh, not afraid of us, but kind of like, okay, I don't know what to think of these guys, you know. Lordy's final new addition would come to the band's attention thanks to a mutual friend working at a merchandising company with Sony BMG, Lordi's Finnish record label. Then she said that, hey, by the way, that, that I would have a you know keyboard player for you. And right. um, yeah, and Hela had only played in, in local Helsinki bands. Yeah. And not that, not that even, not, not even that long, but you know, and, and clearly, I mean, she wasn't as, you know, skilled or, she, she wasn't as ready as the previous keyboard players were who had been playing in bands and in public in uh, much more and much longer than 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 Hella was yeah. but she rose to the equation when yeah. she, when she came in and, and and all the keyboard players have had their own unique styles you know how they play like like for example where Enery was playing with all five fingers the whole time and you would need to actually go and slap slap her fucking wrist up. no no too much too much you're you're feeling the whole fucking audio you know yeah there's a rest point <laughs> just like, like like you don't have to play with all the 10 fingers all the time you don't have to 
fill in the court with, and you don't have to double it on an active command list. But but it was it was her style of playing, like like all ten fingers all the time, you know. And and then then our came, uh, who came also from the classical piano, but 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 she she would she could just like 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 play. She would play less. She would play. Um, um, how should I put it? Smaller chords, you know. Yeah. But very pop, pop stylish. Very, very, very pop uh, orientated playing, you know. Um, yeah. But when Hela came, it was completely different. She would just like maybe have her left hand in her fucking pocket or scratching scratching her ass or yeah. just like 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 blowing to her fingernails and then only with the right hand do the only the thing that is important there that can be heard you know the 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 right hand melody or something yeah. and then whereas Awa and whereas especially Enery they used to play all through the song that they played on every riff you know even though they wouldn't be in uh, keyboards necessarily needed those two i mean awa and enery they would play and double whatever guitar or bass was playing they would do that you know yeah. but hella she she doesn't do anything uh that is not needed she will take her hands off the fucking keyboard when when it's not needed you know yeah so so and then she will only play things that are necessary to be heard on keyboard you know, and that and that is cool. That is a completely different way of looking at it. But I think that's because she comes from the well. She's a bit younger, so so she comes from the school of listening to the modern metal. You know, yeah. So where it is like that, that that the keyboardists are not playing the whole fucking time. That 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 the keyboard is only there when it's needed. Mm. So it's not it's not there from the beginning to the end of the song. So yeah, completely different. It's it, once again, you know. I hate I hate this saying less is more, but with keyboards sometimes it's true. Hella's entry into Lordi completed the lineup for Lordi's sixth album. Her background and musical interests would also bring a new edge and sound to the group. Where did I grow up? Yeah. Um, I grew up in uh, up north in like. Uh, little town called E. It's written with two letter eyes. I guess quite quite ordinary life, you know, like a countryside environment. Um, my mom is a musician. She plays in a kind of like, what would you call it? Like a folk music band. And okay. yeah. she, she's singing and teaching piano for the kids at the moment as her as her main main job. And um, she's been like a preschool teacher for her whole life, so she, like teaching music for the kids has been what she's been mainly mainly doing there as well. So yeah, I grew up surrounded with with like playing different instruments in our living room with my mom. So right. okay. <laughs> that was a good base, and and um, how would you say like a. Inspiration to to want to learn to to play instruments, and I my mom really pushed me to play violin, but but I was very determined that I want to play piano. So yeah. I was about four, maybe when I started then piano lessons. Nice. Okay. And what was it that drew you to have an interest in playing piano? 
know why why it was a piano, but for some reason that was what I got really into as a kid. And still, piano is what I see as like kind of like it's so logic. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm I'm a really like a math thinker. Like I have a logical mind, and believe it or not, I'm not much of a creative person. Nice. I'm I'm like it's it's what is it about music is that I really get kicks out of its its like logical side like you see like i i learned to play piano through like classical style of uh teaching music like these very classic piano notes that you learn as a kid and you start from the theory reading notes and rhythms and that kind of stuff and all that when you see like those black balls on a paper and 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 you have to you have to know how to make that as a music so that was like the ones that i got really kicks out of that i i can like read that and learn that and eventually play a solid song yeah out of the stuff that i have on a paper and that that is always what i have got really kicks out of okay. and what like drove me to music it's funny in a way that a lot of a lot of musicians got their inspiration out of listening music, listening other bands and stuff like that. But I've always actually been really lazy music listener. Like, I, I have to admit that I have like huge holes in my knowledge. Like, I don't recognize very like big musical. How would you say like um well bands well that? It, yeah, like if if you if you play me some some bands that everybody knows okay what is this what do you think about this do you have their album like i have no idea what is this (laughs) i don't and i don't i've never been really like a fan of kind of anything so i don't there's no like bands that i know all the members and the history or whatever i have like a few okay that i've really like i i do have a few that i really like got into and you know yeah but I don't know, like, a large range of bands and their history and their music and their production and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even even those bands that everybody knows. If you play me Dream Theater and Tool and whatever yeah. these kind of, like, <laughs> you know, I, I have no idea. I don't probably even recognize their songs. <laughs> so, but, but, yeah, I, I have always thought, like, how I've ended up becoming a musician is that I really get kicks out of, like, just playing, figuring out the notes and stuff that's been my bigger inspiration and my mom she's my biggest influence hella would then go on to join some bands through online musician websites the first of which being called payload and the last before joining lordy was crystal rain when that offer to join them eventually came to her she showed no hesitation in taking it like who would have not? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like I, I can't really put it in like a package. Like why? Mm. It was just, just like awesome. Like I had just played in like small bands, small clubs, like kind of a garage bands. How do you say that? That barely get out of there to to ever perform, and then all of a sudden mine been asked to be a keyboardist of an internationally performing band so of course i my 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 life situation was like perfect at that time i was studying so i didn't have to worry about like getting time off from my work i had just a part-time job and 
everything was in a way I didn't have children nothing was like there to make me even think twice that would I join it was like right there the final aspect to discuss with Hella's Lordy induction is her character a demonized doll created canonically in the Lordy world by Mr. Ruiz I actually uh, Mr. Lordy has at least told me that I am a member of a band member that has had the most saying on their own costume ever. Right. <laughs> like I've I've been I've been there even like sewing and painting and <laughs> like even like hands on doing it. Right. Quite a lot. Plus plus that I have always been. He has very strong opinions, of course. So I it's hard to say that how much of how much the character has ended up being was just him convincing me with yeah. some ideas that he had or whatever but of course he makes the ultimate decisions then mm. but i i have i had got a lot of ideas through let's say put it this way with hella and mana now in tow lordy hit the studio to record their follow-up to babes for breakfast to beast or not to beast this time though rather than get a different producer the group decided to head to Nashville once again and work with Michael Wagner. Considering all the lineup changes and the huge effect Otis had on Lordy's sound, it came as no surprise that this album would be the heaviest Lordy album at that point in 2013. So once again, I, I fly to uh, Nashville. Ralph Ruiz this time flew to meet the band while recording. And rather than work on an SCG, he mainly helped with backing vocals on To Beast or Not To Beast. Uh, I didn't do SCG 6 because that was a tribute to Otis. Yeah. But I did do background vocals for We're Not Bad For The Kids, I Love Ugly, The Riff. I'm the best, um, happy new fear, sincerely with love, which was great because that's fuck you asshole, fuck you asshole. We had a great time with that. (laughs) Um, uh, a couple of cool little things about this was besides doing the background vocals, one of the ones that I really enjoyed was happy new fear because at the end of the song, there's um just um a vocal line uh, and it just keeps on repeating and i think at the time mr lordy didn't have any idea of putting anything there just sort of like letting it fade out and i told him said well you know the song is a play on happy new year so why don't we do the the countdown from 10 back to one like we we do here in the States, in Times Square, when the ball drops, 10, 9, 8, blah, 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 down to zero, down to one, and we say Happy New Year. So we start doing that, and then, of course, um, the whole fun part is you start hearing a couple of fireworks, then you start hearing explosions, and that's supposed to be, you know, like, all the, the fireworks are hitting people, and people are burning and all that shit. Yeah. So it was me... Hella, uh, Mr. Lordy, 
um, I think Eamon, and it might have been Mana, um, probably two or three other local uh, musicians doing backgrounds. And I actually think Michael Wagner got in there. And he had, it's a, I wrote it down because it's a really cool piece of uh, equipment. But anyway, yeah, it was it was this basic head. That's a microphone, a bi by oral microphone i think it's called okay and what it is it's a head but what it is the the ears are actually the microphones so it's supposed to actually be how you would hear like if i walk across left to right how your ears would pick it up you would hear my voice starting from the left side and to the right side okay so nice. we were we were running around the head you know, some of us screaming right in front of the face, some of us screaming right by the left ear, the right ear, some people screaming far away. So it made it sound like there's people running all around this head. So you get like a whirlwind of noise. Right. So that was, okay. yeah, that was a good. lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun doing that. Um, we had a day off um, during this time. So this was really cool because we were in Nashville, the band. Um, had never been to Memphis. So we had a rental car, and this was the day that, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Kiss. Uh, I think Monster came out. So, of course, I downloaded it to my phone. So the full trip from Nashville up to Memphis, we're listening to the new Kiss and critiquing it like two Kiss fanboys or all fanboys that we were. Um, I, I took the band to um, Graceland, which they had never been to. So, you know, we got some pictures there. We went to the Sun Studios, you know, famous, of course, for recordings of Elvis and uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, you know, a, a lot of it uh, back from the 50s. Yeah. Then um, what was cool is that Hella had never been to a, um, she had never been to a Hooters. Right. Which is okay. a big, you know, yeah. you know, chicken wing place. Yeah. <laughs> so of course we took her there. Lordy's intention with this album was, as stated previously, to make a heavier sounding record. However, the end result wasn't what was expected. Mm -hmm. I was okay. I'm, I mean, I, I think I was okay with it. I mean, uh, you know, but I, I but, 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 but that's true. I mean, I, I mean, we were thinking that it should be heavier, that it, it, that it, that our aim was to make a lot more heavier sounding album than it is. I mean, the song, the material is there to, to make it heavier. But then again, here it is. I mean, we have the guy. We have Michael Wagner there, whose whose thing is not on the heavy sound. His thing is on the AOR hard rocking '80s hair metal sound. That's yeah. his golden fucking. That's that's where his skills and his magic happens. So 
even though he can make all kinds of styles of music, but you will hear his mannerisms no, on that, that that it's it, that it's not as heavy as it it could have been in the in the hands of another producer or engineer. You yeah. know, so it is it is just because it's all about it's it's always all about the people. You know, so when Michael is more into the softer side of sound mm-hmm. in a way, so. Uh, you know, it, it is it is natural. It is, it's, you know, it, it's it's like duh. Well, you get Michael Wagner, so you. This was Michael Wagner's take on the hard, heavy metal sound. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, of course. I mean that. I mean, of course, it's the same guy who did like Master of Puppets, for example. But it's it, it doesn't change the fact that 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 uh, if you listen to Master of Puppets nowadays, it's it's uh, it doesn't it's not that it's not oh, that heavy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was heavy at the time. It was heavy at the time. Yeah. But not anymore. But 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 of course. I mean, uh, because Michael is not a well. It's faced. I mean, he's not a modern producer. Mm. You know. Uh, you know, he's he's not a he's not a modern metal guy. But yeah. then again, neither is Lordy. Lordy is not a modern metal band. No, <laughs> we are not. Yeah. We okay. are not. We yeah. are not. Yeah. You know. But I. But what I do like about uh, uh, To Beast or Not To Beast. Oh, talking about To Beast, I I, I like the I like the so, uh, I, I like the sound of uh, all these extra. Uh, uh, machines and, and 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 keyboards there and all these all these sa- samples and loops and I spent at the same time when Michael was recording whatever you know the guitars or whatever you know keyboards or something on the uh, on the other uh, control room I was in another control room doing the the that stuff okay. you know every day nice. and I I loved it because that was that that was where Lori you know, started from the for the whole through the nineties. That it's it, it it it's well. You heard bend you heard bend over and prayed a lot. There's a mm-hmm. lot of machines and loops and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it was like a bringing back that element there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's always been there a little bit. Mm-hmm. On some albums, it's 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 more on some al- so on some albums, it's 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 barely hearable there, audible. But but they're always there. A little bit, at, 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 at least to some extent, they are there. So, so on To Beast, I was really thrilled to have those, and I was play. I, I, I had so much fun to work with all those, you know, weird metal sounds there and there, these these loops and shit, you know. Okay. Right. But anyway, but that was something. Uh, and also, there were there was there were there were like really um, strange and original ideas from Michael how we recorded for example the drums so so mana was actually you know playing also not not only playing the actual drums like the real drum kit but also trash cans and shit like that yeah that yeah. michael added michael added to the sound you know stuff right. like that so okay yeah so i i i i do love the 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 whole um <coughs> overall sound and the effort on the album because it's 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 something that we wanted to do but yeah okay. it could be heavier i don't know if it sh- should be heavier but it could be heavier and the original idea was that it should be heavier but i i'm not sure anymore
<laughs> uh, we, uh, if you want to know about acts that are different, brace yourselves, because over the past 57 years, many colourful and entertaining acts have, of course, won Eurovision, but few are as exciting as my next guest. They won the competition in 2006 for Finland, and since then, they have remained one of the most popular acts in the music world. I'm delighted to tell you that they have flown in tonight to perform their winning song for us with Hard Rock. Hallelujah! Would, would you welcome, please, Lordy? In February 2013, with The Beast or Not The Beast fully recorded and awaiting release the following month, Lordy debuted their new look and new members on Ireland's national broadcaster RTE on The Late Late Show. The new era of Lordy had begun, the renaissance or evolution sparked by change and influence, rooted deeply in the effect one member's style had on the group. And that guy, Otis, is who this album is dedicated to at the end, with his own Skardic circle gathering, Otis's Butcher Clinic. Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, is a True Metal Podcast production. The show is presented, produced and written by Matthew Kessie. Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production.